2: Hello again, Pats Nation, and welcome to the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings in Football Things, a presentation of Weei Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. Oh, if only there were something to talk about. Oh, if only there were an interesting game to preview. Oh, my, my, my. We have got an action-packed podcast for you today. We're going to go behind enemy lines and speak with the midday host at WFAN, our sister station, and the Odyssey Network, a legacy radio station, Brandon Tierney of Tiki and Tierney. He's going to give us the Jets perspective and let us know how the team is feeling and how the city is feeling about a team that's off to a white-hot 5-2 and two start. Kind of get a feeling that they're looking to lay one on the Patriots Sunday, and this one might be all about revenge being a dish best served in North Jersey. Then Andy Hart's going to give us a little Patriots perspective, talking to one of our friends of the show, one of our absolute favorites. He's about as plugged in as you get without working for the team. NFL Network's Mike Giardi. And then Andy and I will be back to give you our predictions and wrap things up. So first, let's throw it to BT, Brandon Tierney from The Fan, talking about that jet life. It's time to get a little slice of that jet life here on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. We are pleased to be joined by the midday host on 101.9 and of course 660 a.m. WFAN New York. That's right. The one and the only Brandon Tierney of Tiki and Tierney joins Six Rings. What's up, BT? How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good. How you doing, guys? What's happening, man? Everybody, all right? Yeah. Ready for a big uh, (laughs) revival. Um, What is it,
0: 12 straight that the Patriots have uh, beaten the Jets? uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, here
1: we go. 12 straight. You hung almost 60 on us last year. Yeah, I understand. Butt fumbles and ghosts. And uh, are you guys getting ready for the funeral that's coming your way? A little memorial on Sunday night?
2: (laughs) There we go. That's what I wanted. That's why I wanted you on this show, because I knew you would not be afraid to bring that signature Jet Heat. That hate. Yep. BT I just want to ask you straight up like you've been talking to the fans every day for years and I know there's a little bit of a fever pitch in there it feels like there's a bit of a sea change now there's confidence brewing in Mm game green nation even without the quarterback who was taken 13 spots before Mac Jones playing what I imagine would be his best football is there a growing confidence that this is the Jets time to take over and that the Pats time has passed
1: yes I mean it really is and you know, we, we've had some flirtations with that in the past, often misguided, quite frankly, and fruitless. But, you know, the difference here is that I think to a man, um, Jet fans really trust that they've got a GM. And when you have a GM, you start drafting the proper pieces. You look out, oh, there's Sauce. Oh, there's Garrett Wilson. Oh, there's Brees Hall, who got hurt, obviously. But um, I, I think a lot of the, the previous... Um hopes were really not rooted in anything tangible. It was like we're just sick of this team, beating the crap out of us. We hate them. They don't even look at us as a rivalry because we're not even worthy. Uh, and we're tired of it. And we hope that this one lucky Sunday our fortunes will change by the grace of God. It's different. It 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 is now. I don't know that the end result will be different. I, I surmise that it might. But, you know, the Jets are rolling out of the tunnel for the first time, in my opinion, just with a better team in a while. I mean, the Jets, the the Patriots aren't scoring. Now, the the, the fact in in terms of anything um, healthy, like a healthy score, a healthy amount of points. By the way, if I'm distracted, if I'm looking, it's just because I'm sitting on on 10th Avenue. uh, So I apologize if my head's jerking all around. Um, I think the Jets defense really has a chance to stop anybody this year. Their front four, which really is seven because they rotate, is sick. Their secondary is really good. Their linebackers are moving. Now the challenge is going to be for the Jets. Can they score some points? And that obviously gets back to Zach Wilson and and you touched on him before, but this, this conviction, this hope, this, this belief, this, this energize, this galvanization within the jet fan base, I believe for the first time is born out of something that is actually tangible. We know the jets are coming. Um, It's the first step of many. I'm not saying they're ready to beat the bills, I do think they're ready to handle you guys. I do believe that.
0: So I look at the numbers for Zach Wilson, and they're obviously not impressive, really, in any category. But he's winning football games, which the old Parcellian, you want a quarterback that finds a way to win. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that jumped out reading their press release, I think it's eight of 11 fourth-quarter drives with him under center. They've scored. They found a way to score. Is that is he leading maybe better than he is playing right now? Is there something to that?
1: Yeah, I think that that's a fair observation. You know, first of all, he missed some time, and he missed the whole summer. Now He got hurt the first series of the first preseason game. So he had two weeks of practice. Uh, obviously, he had OTAs and stuff, but there was a lot of new pieces here. Gary Wilson, as I mentioned, uh, two new tight ends in Conklin and Uzama, who came in from Cincinnati. A couple of the new pieces up front. So Zach was on ice for seven weeks, all right? Um, and, and I think number one, he had to learn to trust his body, which I think he has certainly passed that point now. Cause he's starting to run around and do some things with his wheels. Listen, you're not wrong when you, when you look at the stats in totality, they're, they're not impressive. One touchdown, couple of picks. Now he has run a few in, he's made some plays with his wheels and eventually he's going to have to throw the ball. You don't draft the guy second overall to throw for 136 yards and, and attempt 12 passes. I get that. But I also think that y- th- there's, there's context within each of these wins that Maybe the national media, not that I expect them to jump on this narrative, the, Nets have, the, the Jets have been a doormat, so I, I get it. you got to prove it. you got to earn it. You don't get stripes by just winning five games against teams with, with backups. Understood. But when he came back, since then, the Jets, and I know the Packers aren't that good, I get it, but they won at Lambeau, a place where the home team had won 12 straight games. They won at Hines Field, which has been a personal house of horrors. Jets won at 10 there, including multiple playoff losses. And there's been some comebacks and some solid play. Listen, I need some splash plays. I need some touchdowns. I need some gash plays that are commensurate with the draft status. But I also saw a couple last year that emboldens me to get on the radio today and yesterday and tell people that I really believe that it's going to come. Now, if it doesn't come soon, that's a different discussion. But he's doing something that a Jets quarterback has not done in a long time. Number one, win. And number two, protect the football. And you know, I'm seeing the little subtleties of all right, I mean, at that window, maybe I could I could be cavalier and try to sling it in there. But you know what? Nah, they're coaching this out of me. I'm gonna tuck it, I'm gonna throw it out of bounds, I'm gonna run it. I might lose three yards, but I'm not giving the other team the football. So those are all checkpoints of his growth. He listen, and and, and they they measure this, they've got metrics, they've got data for this. He's got in terms of miles per what does this mean at the end of the day maybe nothing because jeff george had a rifle as well uh but he has got a rocket like mph he's with the he's right there with mahomes he's got he's got a he's got a phenomenal arm he can throw off platform he's a good athlete now the mental stuff is slowly slowly starting to catch up to the physical traits and eventually you got to put it all together uh and maybe this is the weekend where he's got to throw it 30 something times. And win, because I know Belichick is coming out and the mission, even without Brees Hall, is to stop the run and make Zach Wilson beat him. That's the obvious game plan. Will he do it? I don't know. But he'll be in a position to have to do that. And I've got more faith that he will versus him not doing that.
2: That was a stone's move, though, by the Jets to go out once Brees Hall went down and immediately trade for a running back who's a stud on another team who had just fallen out of favor you know, Robinson coming in like you sh- it should almost be a seamless transition. It was a really ballsy move. Uh and if you watched any tape of the Bears dismantling the Patriots in one of the most shocking and controversial Patriots games let alone losses in the Belichick era, whatever it is, I would take the over on the prop of Zach Wilson rushing yards. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike LaFleur designs a number of running plays for Zach Wilson because these misdirections and RPOs have been yep. te- tearing the Patriots apart. And and now I just want to like get a feel from New York. Like with all the quarterback drama and the way that they I mean, I think we can safely say most people in New England think that Belichick botched the handling of Mac Jones coming back too early and now getting Bailey Zappi exposed, leaving him out there to stink in the second half against the Bears, not telling players there could be a QB switch. And you know, it's been three years since a Patriots playoff win. Do other markets and do people in New York think the Patriots wants the model of stability and success is starting to crumble or become a little dysfunctional?
1: There's no question. I mean, there's a and there's a direct correlation to the exit of Tom Brady. Now, I think this is lazy. I think it's it's patently offensive to say that Brady, uh, pardon me, that Belichick would not be uh, an incredibly successful coach if he never encountered Brady. I think that that's unfair. I think philosophically, I think in terms of knowing the rule book, in terms of coaching defense and 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 keeping players selfless and unity. Um, uh, as, as, an, you know, team above I that, that those are staples that he would have had with anybody. But I also think it's a stretch to say that he'd be Lombardi without Brady. And we're starting to see every, every great player, every great coach, whether it's wooden with Luau Cinder and Bill Walton and various UCLA iterations, or Joe Torre won with Jeter and all those great stars, you know? I mean, he, he didn't win with the Mets when he managed the Mets in the 70s. He won with the Yankees because the Yankees had stars. You need stars to win. Uh, and and I think eventually Belichick, because he figured it out at the end of the Cleveland run, as you guys know, before before he moved on. But there's blood in the water. There's certainly a sense that this team is not nearly as talented as they were, um, and they are ripe for the picking. And you know, I said to Tiki today, this morning, during our show, I said, you know, it's it's kind of rare that a team that has been so downtrodden, all right, in a rivalry, you know, in a one-sided relationship, if you will, that's clearly favored the Pats all these years, uh, twelve straight wins and a lot of ass kickings, a lot of shutouts and just thumpings and embarrassing moments. You know, usually there's like an incremental climb by the inferior team, right? Like maybe you lose a tight game or you have a 500 season. You show these little signs of of, of elevating slowly and maybe eventually you surpass that team. I get the sense with the Jets that it's really the antithesis where this is one of those rare situations where the Jets can fly by the Patriots. Now, if you don't win this game, that theory kind of gets pushed aside for a while. But I, I really think they're the, like the, the the talent gap to me. Like the Jets' talent, I was telling people this during the summer, and and nobody wants to buy it because eventually you got to see it. You know, like for years we've had blind faith in the Yankees, giant fans for the most part have had this inherent conviction that it would get fixed because it's the giants with the jets. And even the Knicks. it's like, well, we have to see it because we've been beaten up for so long. I understand that. And I subscribe to that as well, but I also think you got to trust your eyes at some point and you want to lean on analytics and data. Anything that's measurable is very favorable to the jets. Uh, It just is now they're young. Their head coach is young. Their OC is young. Their quarterback is young. Their offensive line is in shambles, which is not good going against a Belichick team. I think this is more a really low scoring game because I just under no circumstance do I think the Patriots score a lot of points. Jets defense is legit. I do think if the Jets can somehow score early, whether it's, you know, a, a 75 yard drive or a kickoff return or short field pump of a, a fumble or a pick, I think the Jets can actually dust them. Like I, I'm not calling for a blowout because I think that's almost too cavalier. But if the I am calling for a win. But if the Jets can jump on them early, I think you're going to see clearly the different directions that these teams are going. I think the Jets are ascending, and I think it's over for the Pats. Like, what are you holding on to outside of blind faith? Those days are done. Brady's shot. He's a decrepit figure. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have any skill position players that scare anybody. That's just the reality of it. Now you got to prove it.
0: So you mentioned the young coach and Robert Sala, and if this team is going to go where you sound like you think it's going to go, talent will be a big part of it, but so will stability on the coaching staff. I think he uh, I think some eyebrows were raised when he made that comment earlier in the year about keeping receipts when they were struggling yep. out of the gates. Um, oh yeah And now they've gone on a winning streak, and he looks kind of like a uh, prescient you know young coach in the league. but what's mm-hmm. the buy-in with the team and what's the buy-in with Jets fans in terms of Robert Sala
1: long-term stability? The buy-in with the team is they're in. They love this guy. Um, he's relatable. I think even though you do see some energy on the sideline, I think he shows a lot more dog when the cameras aren't there. You know, this guy's uh, hes a tough dude, man. He's, he, he's a fighter, and, but he's also an intellect, so he's got that nice combination, which is dangerous. I do think while that conviction within the Jet fan base is growing, um, I mean, listen, you win games, of course you're going to start believing in somebody, I still think that there's more trust in the general manager than the head coach. Not that people are are skeptical of of Salah um, eventually becoming a, a true asset, but I think most of the growth has been in the personnel. Uh, given you know the players that he's been gifted by the general manager, I still see some things on on game day, you know, down and distance, clock management stuff. That all right, uh, learning curve. I don't, I don't love. You know, and all things considered, even you when you when you're fighting somebody like Belichick in terms of wits, in terms of knowledge, it's it's one-sided uh, at this point in terms of football. Excuse me, accomplishment. But what he is showing, he's showing that his belief in his team is not going without reward. He put himself out there and as innocuous as it seems fairly innocuous. Like the guy talks about receipts at the end of the day, whatever. But if they go out that next game and they get waxed, it's ugly. Uh, It's just the way it goes. That's the way it is here. That's the way it is up there. It's the way it is in Philly. It's the way it is in Chicago. It's the way it is in a certain, in a few certain spots. Right. And that would not have blended in. That probably would have been on his tombstone at the end of the day. Like that moment, that was a pivotal moment for him. His team felt it. They responded. They're 4-0 on the road, and um, there's um, there's this palpable energy. Again, you, you can quantify all the defensive like the numbers. You can you can that you can obviously directly point to. They're doing this this this. All right, that's the easy stuff. When you watch them play, the energy and the unity. It's it's representative of a team that that believes in their talent base, and is following the lead of their coach. So he's gaining a lot of believers week by week, including me.
2: A rising sea of gangrene confidence building in lower Manhattan, the outer boroughs in New Jersey. It's almost unthinkable.
1: I got something for you. And by the way, oh, yeah, look at the helmets. Look what we're busting out this week. We got the black helmets just for you guys. That's right. Oh, for
2: the funeral. I love it. Listen, I was on the air draft night after the Patriots took friggin' Cole Strange and New England was beside itself like, Never heard of them. Who is this? And you created the need for a guard. I said that weekend, the Jets got an A++++++ plus 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 for the draft. I hadn't seen a team crush the draft. So now, you coach well, good general manager. The players actually execute. It stands to reason, BT, that this Jets team would be turning things around. And now we have, for the first time since the days of Rex Ryan in full braggadocio, not wanting to kiss the rings, we got us yep. a rivalry. And I cannot... Wait to see how it plays out. I know you got to get going, my man. We appreciate the time. We appreciate the swag. We appreciate the heat. Yeah. We will catch yeah. up with you in a couple weeks. Uh, you can listen to him on WFAN, the Odyssey app. Follow him on Twitter, at Brandon Tierney, the host of Tiki and Tierney. Midday is on WFAN. My guy, Brandon Tierney. Can't wait. We'll see you Sunday. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. I
1: like, it. I like it, Nick. By the way, i got a question for you guys up there real quick. What is your belief with Aaron Judge? and Where do you think Aaron Judge is playing next year?
2: San Francisco. Yeah.
0: Sounds like San Francisco is the the front runner. They have a lot of confidence there. I'd lo- I would love mm-hmm. to see him at Fenway Park, but. um,
1: no, There's no he chance could... he's going there. It's either <laughs> Yankees, Giants, or Mets, but actually, I hey, think it's, it's a two-team race. Yeah, What's that now? I'm, yeah, I know the Hall of
0: Fame is going to wake up and actually sign somebody.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Listen, you guys can just lay in the weeds for as long as you like. Uh, I don't mind with a little Baltimore Orioles uprising. I, I prefer to keep you guys on the side of the road for as long as we can.
2: Yeah, we had we had our time. You know, we had our little mini Roman Empire, and entitled town got fat. And now, now we're pinning yep. our hopes to an interim coach who took over for a scandal-laden coach to maybe guide the basketball team back to the championship. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's true.
2: That's so Celtics are good. Now. Yeah, Celtics you know, yeah, are good. Celtics are
1: good. This They're will be good. fun, man. I-, I can't
2: wait. Let's go, Jets!
1: And uh, I'm calling for the win. And uh, I don't just want the win. I want pain. I want blood. No mercy. And I'll tell you something else real quick. It Because of the way you guys punked him last year, you know, throwing a little late and taking out Zach Wilson. I thought that was borderline late with Judon. Whatever. We can debate that a different day. Whatever. I don't expect Robert Sala to say this because it would be counterproductive. He doesn't need to say this to us, to the media. But he better be drilling this home. When he talks to his team, hey, guys, this team punked us last year this team was talking about you guys being the homecoming team and if the jets have and don't tell me it's not the it's not the ethical i'm just pulling out of my spot it's not the ethical thing to do if the jets have a chance to lay it on late i don't want to see a knee i don't want to see a field goal i want seven and i want to shove it down belichick's throat that's what i'm looking for
2: an interview full of receipts to be kept. I That's love right. it. And you know what? It would, o- it would only be fair. Last year, you guys had Zach Wilson and the Mike White controversy, and now we're stuck with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. How does, uh, how does it taste? That was good, right?
2: Humble nope. pie tastes like shit. You know it. <laughs> Not
1: great. I hear you, man. I've been there. I've been yeah. there.
2: Great stuff. Brandon Tierney from The Fan. We'll talk to you soon, brother.
1: You got it, boys. Be well. Thanks.
2: Bye. Too, buddy. Bye.
1: Okay. Picture this.